Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilym, your host. Welcome back to another episode with Jill Salzman. In the last episode, we discussed what credibility is, and today we'll go over four tips for your brand's credibility marketing strategy. Here are some of my key takeaways from today's episode. Number one, until you have an email list, you don't have a business. Number two, we should re-examine each step of the customer journey from brand awareness to the final purchase to make sure our customers are happy. Number three, we should only partner with influencers who have actually used our product and love it. Number four, reviews and testimonials are two of the best ways to build our credibility. Number five, we should be original and lean into our unique brand identity. If I were hiring you as my credibility marketing consultant and you were helping me put together my credibility marketing strategy, where would you start? What would you, what questions would you be asking? Um, what would you be looking at? I mean, I know it would depend on what kind of business I was running and that would, that would change your recommendations. Well, generals. No, some general questions I'd run by you. Like, what have you been doing up until this point? Uh, where have you been seeking out any kind of credibility from your customers and clients? I'm going to presume you have customers and clients or you might not be hiring me. I would then very likely ask you if you have a mailing list. Uh, and we'd go from there and we'd sort of unfold and figure out places that you're not tapping to take advantage of the credibility you could be getting to build your business. Okay. So why would you ask me about my mail list? How does my mailing list have to do with my credibility? And I love that you're asking that question. That's brilliant. I just really firmly believe people who don't have mailing lists are missing an enormous opportunity because we're all getting a lot of emails right now. and. I think a lot of people have given up on that way of communicating with others, but I still think it's number one. Uh, stats still say that it's two to three times more powerful and effective than anything you do on social media. Uh, so that would be the first place you can go and ask for testimonials, get people to reply to you with real credibility, find out what your credibility is like, uh, see if people think highly of you or not. You know, it's just a really nice direct avenue that most folks. What I hear most often is, I'll get to it. So I love the point that you're making that credit that email marketing works well and gets high, great conversion rates. Um, that's great. In addition to that, Russell Brunson says that until you have an email list, you don't have a business. And his his point there is when you're dependent upon other people's platforms, when you always have to go to Google and buy an ad or Facebook and buy an ad to get a new customer, you're, you're building your skyscraper on land that somebody else owns. And when you build your own email list, that is really the start of building your skyscraper on land you own and building that list where, and it's not just a whole bunch of people on the list that you've bought a list somewhere, right? That doesn't count if you've bought a list, right? They have to be people that know you, like you, trust you, that, that have consumed your products, people that when you when you bring a new product to the market, they're going to listen to it, right? They're going to they're going to know that's something from you, and that's going to be valuable to them, right? And it and that list that we create um, of people that have credibility, you know, we have credibility for that list to the people on the list. Um, for many companies, that has become the greatest asset of the entire business. Yeah, and just to add on to that, to think about this in modern times. If you've read the news lately, you would think that we're in the end times. And I always tell folks, so if we're in the end times, 
What if, forget about Facebook owning part of your business, if not all of your business. What if they disappear? What if it's hacked and Facebook is no longer, you lose all of those contacts. You know, what if Twitter disappears, LinkedIn gets swallowed up? You don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea. It's the end times. So why not keep that all for yourself and own your own credibility access? I love it. And and I've seen so many horror stories of businesses that did not do it that way, that they built a Facebook app and they became the fourth largest Facebook app with 90 million app installs. And then Facebook said, thank you so much for helping us figure out what our customers want. And they built it into the core offering and then removed the functionality, you know, that, that everybody was using on their main Facebook profile, 90 million people, or, or they build a product on Amazon and they're doing $110 million a year and Amazon figures out what's making money. They go source the product somewhere else it and, hurt. It and hurt. then they remove the product listing from no. their, their new competitor, right? No, although that happens all the time. Kind of a gamble. I feel like the folks who, who, Garner 90 million folks on Facebook, they're taking a gamble that maybe Facebook will buy it from us. You know, well, I kind of understand that. And I would cross my fingers along with them. <laughs> and that, yeah, when that does not work out, that sucks. So the reality is you've got to build your platform, your own platform. You have to. In this new business marketplace, that that's just, it just, it's just part of this new business model. And if you don't do that, Probably something's going to happen. That platform is, they have shareholders now. Most of these have gone public. They have shareholders and they are going to make decisions that are in the best interest of their shareholders. And that includes removing someone who's selling a great product for a hundred million dollars and, and Amazon selling that product instead, right? They're just going to do that because that helps their shareholders. You just got to plan on the platform acting in their own best interest. Right. And so your platform has to act in its own best interest. Yeah. Do what the big boys do. Just don't do it. <laughs> Build your own platform. Okay. What else would you tell me about credibility marketing? What do I need to know as my, cons you're my consultant here. I need you to know that your relationship with your customers or clients, whatever you have, is so important that if you're not paying attention to their user experience at every step of the way through their experience with you from the first hit to the phone call, to the purchasing to what the invoice looks like. Every step of the way has to be re-examined. Everybody watching or listening to this should also go and do that because it's just assumed that, well, you built it. So now they're going to come and you know, everything's going to be fine. And you have no idea without interacting with them, asking them, looking like you care if you're providing what they're looking for. And it might be a tiny hangup. I can't tell you how many people I know who are really successful have contact forms on their websites that still don't work. And they're not hearing from people and they just think that their pricing is off or they're not selling well or people hate them. And it's because of a tiny tech malfunction. So that stuff leads into how credible are you, Nathan, as an expert? If you're not, you know, fixing the tiny tech, I'm, I'm walking. Okay, so your point there is uh, quality assurance testing uh, is, and taking care of the details. So testing so that I, I find the details that are the problems and fixing those quickly is a huge piece of my credibility. Because if, if I'm not taking care of the details of my business, how can somebody trust me to take care of them? Yes. I think that a lot of people don't pay attention to something so seemingly minor and it's so major. 
Yeah. I have never thought about that, but I, I 100% agree with you, right? If, if they try to check out in my process, I'm trying to sell consulting services and they try to check out and the, the page is broken. How can they trust me to help, help them build a great website if, I, if my site isn't even great? We need to add that to your lovely formula that I would like to trademark after this. Uh, I think we need to add that there's an experience component to credibility marketing, that it's not just a 2D ad or a sale of a product, that now in, in this year, in this era, we have to pay attention to the customer's entire experience, you know, because we're not a giant ad agency and we can't afford the millions of dollars to make sure everybody's happy. And what would you think if the reason why experience is so important is because we're walking the walk and talking the talk, right? If if we're trying to say we're an expert on building websites and then our website has a broken form, we're not walking the walk and talking the talk, right? We're, we're not doing... Yeah, you basically just unveiled my website, which is constantly helping entrepreneurs build their businesses and there's always a tech issue. Yeah. I think another concept in there is is the been there, done that too. How many times do people stand up and they try to say, um, you should buy this? Okay. Have you ever seen a car, like a junker $500 car, and on the back of the car window, it says, uh, call this number to find out how to make $10,000 a month. And so that person does not have credibility. They're, they're driving a piece and they're, and they're, and they're trying to sell people on how to make a whole bunch of money, but they're obviously not walking the walk and talking the talk on their side, right? From the outward, um, what's visible, they're, they're not, they haven't achieved that in their life. So because they haven't been there, done that, they don't have credibility. What do you think about that? I think you're absolutely right. And you made me realize we have not yet talked about, and I would love your opinion on referral programs, affiliate programs. How do you, do you consider those to be safe zones? Because we all want word of mouth above all else. And that is a really good way to create some word of mouth, but it's, is it real? You know what I mean? Like, is it so I, I think that's one of those situations where it can be yucky and fake, or it, it could be done right, right? And so if, if it's just an affiliate program, and it's someone who's never bought your product, never used your product, they're marketing it for the money only, right? I, I think that's going to be visible to the world. I, I think people are going to see through that. And yes, I think that hurts our credibility. It, it doesn't just... It's, it, it's not just not credibility marketing. It's the opposite of credibility marketing. It's, it's credibility, uncredibility marketing, right? If they are doing it right and they all flock to you and say, Nathan, I want to refer this podcast. Well, that's awesome. That's the best. That's exactly right. So for example, ClickFunnels. I love ClickFunnels, right? I use ClickFunnels in my businesses and I, use, I recommend ClickFunnels to everybody and I do use their affiliate program, but but it's something that I am passionate about. And I think when I talk about it, people can hear it. They know I use it. They know, you know, and I'm referring something that, that I, I really sincerely recommend. And so I don't think that crosses the line as slimy if I'm doing an affiliate program for something I'm truly passionate about and have used. Maybe what we do- land on, it depends on this one, because maybe if I saw your promo somewhere online about ClickFunnels, if I don't know you, Maybe I'd go, oh, this guy is just, you know, he's just yapping about something he's selling. And I'd, 
But now that we've met, if I read that, I would know you're genuine because you are a genuine guy. So maybe this is this is the it depends area. That's right. And so that's it makes it harder that we have to be a lot more careful about if we do affiliate marketing that we don't hurt our credibility by by doing something that's actually gonna gonna take away the credibility. Fine line, fine line. And you gotta walk it and perhaps it's not an it depends situation. Perhaps you're walking the fine line and you just gotta know that. I don't know what the percentage is. Half the crowd is not going to buy it. Half the crowd is going to understand that you're being genuine and transparent. Yeah. And definitely in any situation, be transparent about it. Don't not disclose that it, you're being an affiliate. And, and that's a great example. If if I were to refer ClickFunnels and just give you a direct link to ClickFunnels with no affiliate link, that actually adds a ton of credibility because then people say, he's not even trying to make money off of it. He's There's no conflict of interest, no ulterior motive. He's just... He just loves it. Okay, so talk to me about reviews. How do you feel about reviews? What ideas do you have to use online reviews um, as credibility marketing? I think they're sensational. I, I'm surprised you're even asking the question. They're, they're sort of the other gold. If you don't have a mailing list, they are the gold. Uh, I, I feel terribly for the businesses that have been screwed on Yelp and other sites where they've gotten a terrible review. They can't get it removed. It was done because somebody is a crazy person. That's the only area of that that I could think about that. And then how do you combat those negative reviews? You you combat them by responding to them. You combat them by trying to make them happy. You combat them by trying to make sure you provide better customer service so they don't happen next time. And you combat them by getting tons of great reviews in there so that they kind of help balance out the, the negatives that unfortunately happen. Correct. Or you can, as a business, decide to not put your business on that site. Okay. Uh, how about video reviews versus versus text reviews? Thousand percent. Do video if you have a choice over text. You can always grab the text from the video, but me watching somebody talk about you is going to go way farther. Why? Because 90% of interaction is nonverbal, and I can read an awful lot of cues, and I can theoretically tell more easily whether you're lying or not, how genuine you are. And you could be the best actor in the world in lying and who knows, but unlikely. It's just nice to see somebody talk about it. It's more relatable. There are eyeballs, you know? And what should be part of a great review too? Like if they just stand up and say, this is a great business, you should go with them, right? It seems like that's not real. It doesn't add to the credibility. What What is it we're looking for people to say in those video reviews. It's that lovely three letter word we all love. You gotta just ask why. That's the only thing I can think of collectively for every type of business. Because why do you love what we do? A guest on my, I had on my show recently, he had, um, it was from Trust Scout, and he had three questions that he asked. And um, so, so uh, he helps customers get reviews and he asked, number one, what was the problem you were facing before? Number two, what did you do to solve the problem? Like buy this product. And then number three, what was the result you experienced as a result of that? And if you take people through problem, action, result, it's kind of telling the hero's journey almost in, in the testimonial. Yes. William Campbell for the win. Or is it Joseph? It might be Joseph. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's funny. Whenever I go out there and we look for a lot of testimonials because running an online community, that's kind of, the thing that will get folks to join us. Uh, we don't ask about problem solving and I don't really know why. 
we tend to lean towards why did you benefit from this? Uh, because that makes it less technical and leaves it open to your interpretation of how we helped you. So do you think why is better? I never thought about it before. I don't, I don't know because I love the problem bit, but I wonder if that's business specific because we don't sell a tool. So if I sold a tool, it would make sense to say, what was the problem? The tool fixed it. But we don't, we help you in a variety of ways, a lot of them emotional. So it's kind of not like, you know, what was your one problem before? You could have had 50 and that's why you joined. What advice do you have for people of how they can effectively use influencer marketing to gain credibility uh, in their marketing efforts? Oh, there are so many ways. And it, sure, it kind of, it depends, but not really. I think that influencer marketing can be incredibly helpful for your business, but it goes against what you and I decided really defines credibility marketing. And I'm talking about, for example, the woman with the nail product I was talking about earlier. She found a lot of influencers online. I don't know if she paid them or not. If she did, does that make it less credible? I don't know. But she had so many influencers loving her product, I think genuinely, that in the end, it doesn't matter. She got a lot of, of attention out of it. Uh, and if I could find, you know, a million influencers to share, to me, that's kind of the same thing as an affiliate program or referral program. You're finding folks who are as jazzed about it as you and letting them influence others rather than you, the business owner, having to do it all. You're saying credibility or influencer marketing is still effective and she got a whole bunch of reach. And if she did it right, it was credibility marketing built her credibility. But even if she did it wrong, she still got a bunch of reach and the influencer marketing worked, even if it didn't give her credibility. That might be the problem right now. Influencer marketing is so fantastic that when you just said she did, might've done it wrong, there's no wrong. It's morally she yeah. was wrong. <laughs> morally, she shouldn't have spent the money, but business-wise, she did what she had to do to get that attention and she beat the competition. What other advice would you have for us in credibility marketing? What other areas should I be looking at as your potential customer to more effectively? The number one piece of information floating at the top of my head is that I implore folks to stop copying other people's best practices. We should all be talking and collecting really good tips and advice. But I see too many businesses looking at other businesses that have done well and doing exactly what they did, but for an entirely different product or service. They have a different personality. You know, there are people trying to look like Apple, snobby, arrogant, uh, savvy, sophisticated, when that's not who they are or what their product or service is. And other people like try to be too funny when they need to be taken more seriously. There's just um, a lot of identity crises that I notice online. And I think it takes away from the credibility that you're getting from testimonials and reviews and friends, it, it, because then people land on your site or on you and, and go, something's a mismatch here. This isn't. So you're saying to truly be credible, we have to be authentic. We have to be our true self. We can't try to be mimicking somebody else. And some people will say, well, who I am isn't going to sell as much product, so I need to copy. But, but I think the point that they're missing there is when I'm my unique, authentic self, I'm going to attract my people to me. And the people that are drawn to that different personality and different business style and that really funny person, you know, that, that energy 
may turn off a different group of people. And, and my way of approaching things that maybe is more methodical or more thorough or more whatever it is, is going to attract a different audience of my people. Absolutely. And I, I want to just take a little psychological dive into folks when they say, oh, I'm never going to be able to sell my stuff the way that doing this can or that's all belief in yourself. And there's a lot of lack of self-love and a lot of lack of uh, believing in you, even though you know your products or service would sell, you don't think you're offering value to the world. And that's going to be an impediment for a long time for your own business. That's going to hold you back. It's going to block you. It's going to, it, it's a, it's a lot in there. So I think people hear something like this and go, oh, that's hooey. That's sort of, you know, fruity stuff, but it's true. It's real. And that's the imposter syndrome, right? And that's, we all feel that the, the reality is even the most successful entrepreneurs that are out there, I've heard them say that they all feel that way. And uh, it's just something that, that we've got to get over over time and realize that we actually are providing value and we're, we've got a great product and a great service and we can charge fairly for it. Yes. Amen. So how do you get over the imposter syndrome? You know, I think it's an in and out thing. It's a roller coaster ride. I don't think you ever get over it completely. But I think the more that you have confidence that what you're selling is valuable and people find it to be valuable, those testimonials and reviews, they really help. Uh, you kind of have to just stop convincing yourself of all that negativity. I don't, I, it's, it's so funny. It's an easy thing to feel. It's a really hard thing to express with words. But you just got to stop giving yourself a hard time. Have a bit more confidence. Once you do, more confidence will come, et cetera. And it sort of builds on itself. You're saying that the the testimonial videos aren't just valuable for our customers, but they're valuable for us because they help us to believe in ourselves. They help us to have credibility in ourselves. Oh, I love that. I have never thought of that before. Credibility marketing is not just something for other people, but it's for the entrepreneur as well to, to build credibility in what he's doing. It's probably more for the entrepreneur than anybody else because it's an entrepreneur we're talking about. And so then you are fed this delicious stuff to go and sell even more, even better. You're more inspired to find more ways to go out there and spread the credibility marketing. Tell me about the greatest home run that you've hit in your career. But the greatest home run I feel the most frequently, it has nothing to do with money. It's, it's every single time there are two founding moms who join our community and profit from one another or build a business together or end up doing something because they connected through our organization. It lights me up in a way that nothing else does. It makes me go, this is why I do what I do. I love bringing people together. I love watching them succeed in business. Tell us about Founding Moms really quick. What what do you do to help your audience? Sure. We are a platform now. We used to just be a collective of offline meetups. So we all met in different cities in real life uh, to convene and just sort of vent about, well, how do you do this business thing? How do you do marketing, branding, or sales with kids in tow? Uh, and then uh, about five years ago, we launched an online portion of this business. So now you can join and watch video courses that we make every month. You can get higher virtual assistants. You can find a mentor. There's tons and tons, coaches, lots of support. And most of our members are on the older side. They're 30 to 60 year old moms. They've had their own businesses for a while. They need help with marketing, branding, or sales. And they join us for the education, but they end up staying because they didn't realize you can't build a business alone. And so they stay for the community because it's so helpful. So you've written a book, A Field Guide for Mom Entrepreneurs. Can you tell us the, the most important takeaway from that book? 
You know what? That's my older book. I wrote that in 2012. And I think the best takeaway in that book, there is a chapter on literally how to run your business while kids are running around when they're real little in the background. Because uh, there's no, not a lot of literature on that at all. So that to me is the highlight of that one. And then much more recently, uh, I compiled a lot of my newsletters because email marketing does work. And I called it the best business book in the world, according to my mom. And I hate that I added that to the title. Uh, but it's just a collection of of lots of tips and tricks that I send out to our members. Yeah, great book, highly recommended. I have it on my bookshelf here. Um, and and tell me the couple of the top takeaways. What are the most important points that that you would want people to learn from reading that book? I hammer home a lot about time management because so many people, not just moms, are really bad at putting themselves first and not overscheduling themselves and running themselves ragged. Uh, so that's a big one that I repeat in there a lot. And then a number of the chapters uh, are on, I, I really enjoy historical literature. No, not literature, real stories that happened hundreds of years ago in business. And I liken them to what's going on now in business. And I kind of like to take a look at, well, if this worked for Wrigley, you know, Hundreds of years ago, what could be working for us today? There are a lot of lessons in there. Thank you so much, Jill, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Jill, you can visit her website, foundingmoms.com. You can also check out her book, Found It, a field guide for mom entrepreneurs, and her podcast, Why Are We Shouting? You can also get my free ebook about how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success in your credibility marketing. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.